Hey everyone, Justin here with Whitetail Theories Podcast. On the mic today, we have a couple special guests. We have Gary Stanton with Muscadine Bloodline, and we have Grant Fisher. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Just uh, I got a day off right now. Uh, we're in between uh, trips on our tour. We got back from Alabama on Sunday, and I had uh, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Cincinnati, Knoxville, and Wilkesboro, North Carolina this week. I seen that. I seen that. I was uh I've been following you, so I, I definitely seen that. So when Grant was like, Yeah, he's willing to get on, I was like, Oh man, this is a treat. So I definitely appreciate you hopping on. Oh man, it's all good. I it's 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 not hard to get me on the phone and talk some turkey for a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Um, I know you've been all over the place. Grant's been all over the place. Um, you know, we, we always have that saying, you know, with t- other turkey hunters where uh, you either don't hear anything from him um, or you do hear something from him. So I hadn't heard much from Grant, so I know he was grinding too. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You got like a tight knit of guys that I feel like besides them, you kind of fall off the face of the earth with yep. everybody <laughs> normal day life. So it's like you got about four or five guys that you're on the phone with all the time when you're getting wind of time, uh, going to different states and going traveling places and kind of catching up and kind of getting some MRI on some different spots and that kind of thing. So uh, it, it is funny how that is. And then everyone kind of goes back to, you know, regular life kind of sinks in and you're like, oh, wow, all these things I've been neglecting for the past two and a half months uh, kind of hits you full force. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're back on the road and ready to kind of get after it tour-wise. And I guess till then just kind of dreaming about spring and kind of kind of getting into the planning of next year of where we're going to go. Awesome, man. And, you know, I know you're coming down here to Florida. You're actually coming to Fort Myers and Gainesville. I'm going to actually get some tickets to the Gainesville one, uh, me and some friends. We're only probably about, gosh, probably 50 minutes up the interstate from Gainesville. So I'll definitely be seeing you there when you come through. Yeah, man. Uh, Grant can give you my number or whatever. And then if y'all uh, need anything, just give me a holler. And then we can definitely get up before the show or something. Awesome, awesome. So, <clears throat> tell us a little bit, uh, Gary, tell us a little bit about your season, you know, especially with having to get ready for the tour. I'm sure you've been, you know, I remember on the last podcast tour and it asked you how you balance it, and you're like, you know, they just kind of know when it's turkey season, it's turkey season, so it almost sounds like they were ready to do the tour, like, right after, so they definitely know you, uh, you know, you everyone knows each other very well, but um, kind of give our listeners here an overview of, of kind of what your spring was like, uh, you know, I know you've been traveling, um, and uh, just so we can kind of dive into uh, the world of turkey hunting for you this season. Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, yeah, our, my team that I kind of work with, like I would, I consider myself a pretty selfless guy for about ten months, and then uh, when it comes uh, middle of March, uh, they just kind of know it's like, all right, he's going to be turkey hunting. So, you know, I, I feel like right before spring, it's like we're knocking out as much as we can, getting assets for tour getting you know press out there and getting all we finished our last wreck or well will be our next record we finished it the week before alabama season started so it's kind of we kind of hustle after christmas get everything we need to get done so you know i'll be on a you know a, a pretty much a zoom call once a week kind of getting updated on some things that need to get done and besides that it's just kind of uh i don't know where i'll be but uh so yeah it's a it's it's not something I probably would say I balance well. It's just uh, I just make it a point to, uh, you know, those 10 months get after it. So, you know, they'll give me a little leeway uh, come springtime. But, but no, man, I had a good season. Uh, went to a lot of new states and went to some places again that I'd been before with some buddies. And, uh, yeah, we kind of started at, you know, obviously the South, you know, opens before everything else. So, I always go down to Alabama where I'm originally from uh, with some buddies that I've just, you know, through, through turkey hunting, just we've all become really good friends. And we decided this year we'd, you know, go do opening weekend all together uh, uh, with, with some of my buddies down in central Alabama. So it was fun to kind of start there. And then from there I went to Florida uh, for the, my second time. And then it was, uh, like I went there for uh, to go try to get a Osceola last year, but we had terrible weather. It was just like I heard one gobble in five days, and it's brutal. And 
uh, this year was just about as much brutal. Uh, so collectively it took me nine days and all to finally, you know, put a bead on a turkey uh, in Florida. But it felt good to get that done and got to finish, you know, my, my first slam. And then kind of from there, it was I'm, I'm trying to recall. I went to Georgia uh, right after that, uh, only for a couple of days to hunt with a buddy and uh, didn't get it done. Had an opportunity, uh, had a very unfortunate mishap, and I feel like, the mishaps are the things you remember the most. Uh, I, I had a, uh, I had a bird. Uh, I'd roosted some birds the night before, uh, and the setup I kind of had is like, uh, I, I, there were like two options they were going to pitch from. One pitched one way, and after that one pitched, I, I threw a couple couple yelps just to get the other one's attention for a last ditch effort to see if he'd pitch. And I was uh, right off this uh, this sandy road. Uh, and he pitched down four feet from me. And as he pitches down, I'm like telegraphing him with my the beat of my gun, and my red dot died on my uh, <laughs> on my shotgun. So here I have this bird at four four yards from me, and doesn't put, doesn't spook, doesn't anything, just walks off into this cutover, and there was nothing I could do. And uh, so that was Georgia for me. And uh, so the beginning of my season was pretty pretty rough but you know i started hitting the stride and uh then just i'm trying to think of where else i went i went to louisiana uh got it done there which i was pretty shocked that uh you know louisiana is a pretty tough state because there's a lot of turkey hunters and not that many turkeys and uh i went with a buddy down there and we just kind of gallivanted on some uh public land and uh ended up just getting lucky and dumbed into one and it was uh good and so then tennessee opened up after that and you know stayed here for a few weeks before i went to i think it was kansas and missouri after that and uh had had a two really good off the roost hunts in both states in two days and so took it back to the house and i was like all right didn't expect that to happen so quick so then moved over to indiana uh and did some some public land up there and uh Got it done there, and then uh, finished my season in Montana, uh, and then got, got dumbed into another one over there, and uh, and then went to Idaho after that, and uh, finished my season in Idaho. But no turkey uh, came out of the Idaho trip. Only had a couple days, uh, but yeah. So I, I got to go a lot of places, and got to hunt in eight new states this year, which is a uh, which is a blessing. Uh, don't take it for granted. I get to turkey hunt quite a bit, and so uh, it was a good season. I had a, I had a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed watching all your success and seeing all the traveling you got to do. Um, going a little bit about how do you pick into which states you want to hunt and what you're looking for when scouting a new area. Oh man, uh, well, there's a few different things that, like, fortunately with my job, I've you know, you know meeting people playing in different states i kind of get on onyx and stuff like our base maps or you know any 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 one of those apps uh hunt stand and just kind of start looking as i'm going down the road and you know i'm in this state i'll turn on that state's layer and i'll just start kind of looking into you know different places that look good and I, i think uh you know harvest reports are 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 key too to to trying to get into the right area and one thing right now is with with the new states uh i'm fairly kind of new this is only really my like third year of like besides hunting in the state i grew up in in alabama this is kind of like the first few years of me actually like going out and trying to hunt different states so i haven't reached the point where you know you're, i'm starting to realize like oh these states have a lot of different you know ways they do their hunting whether it's draw whether it's you got to draw this zone or you got to put in before so i kind of you know now that i know a a few things you know i'm just glad i didn't pull up to say a state like illinois and say oh i'm going to go turkey hunt illinois and then actually i had a draw and you can only hunt in one specific county when you draw there's a lot of different stipulations so i'm kind of just kind of knocking out what are the places that are kind of close around Tennessee that are drivable uh, to an extent because fortunately Tennessee is a pretty centrally located state and 
and I think it's eight or nine states touch uh, Tennessee. So um, how I kind of go about it is just like, okay, where where could I, you know, take a drive through the night, get there by, you know, roost time and get ample time to hunt, scout, whatever that is. And uh, But really right now when you're in kind of, in the, I guess, in the if you were someone, I don't know, if Grant's, you know, adamantly doing the hey trying to knock one out in every state or just picking i know he goes a lot of different places and and that sort of thing but i kind of just try to say okay i'm going to take i'm going to try to do at least six or seven states uh every year and then kind of just you know in the early stages it's like okay well you start with 49 different states so let's try to pick the easiest ones i live in you know got one in Alabama, I live in Tennessee now, okay, let's go to Mississippi, you know, let's go to Kentucky, let's go to, you know, Georgia or Indiana or that sort of thing. And uh, so I would say kind of going, you know, just the places that I feel like that were the easiest to just, you could go online, buy a license and go on. Like that's kind of, you know, how I did this year. And kind of just, uh, I guess I've acquired – you know, meeting people because of the job I have. Uh, you know, we travel for a living, so met people through playing music that live in different states. So if I need a little uh, little help on, like, you know, if I got a buddy who lives in, you know, let's say Georgia, for example, like I do, and he's like, hey, you know, I want to go try to hunt one in Georgia, and, you know, he's, you know, has property and that sort of thing. So it's like, okay, well, we can, you know, let's let's start here, and then if this doesn't work out, okay, where do we need to go from here? What what's the public, you know, situation and right, those right. kind of things? And so I don't I, I don't know. I mean, really, mainly I, I would say to just I'm, I'm I know I'm kind of like uh, going in circles about how. No, you're good, man. We're talking turkey, so you're we got three of us that are yeah. hardcore turkey hunters, so you could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh. Yeah, really, at first, it's just, you know, okay, what are those states that, you know, people talk about that are, like, a marquee state? And so, like, this year, that's why I went to, like, Missouri and Kansas. Uh, and so, went out there, and, and I had some, uh, actually had some buddies uh, that I knew, one who lived in Missouri and then one who lived in Kansas. And uh, um, so, they, they kind of, like, you know, were able to give me a bed to sleep in. And they're like, okay, here's, you know the situation around here, that kind of thing. So using kind of like uh, all the assets you can uh, when you're traveling, but obviously there's states like, you know, Indiana this year or Montana. It's like, you know, I don't know anybody, you know, there who hunts turkeys or anything like that. So you kind of got to dive in and see, you know, what's kind of going on. I I think harvest reports are really important. uh, You can look at and, a lot of people, I don't know what you do, Grant, if you were, like, looking at a harvest report, but I don't tend to go to, like, the number, you know, the, the top three counties or the or whatever areas. I try to go to, like, that mid-level kind of uh, area that has turkey harvest reports because I just feel like if someone's traveling to hunt turkeys, it's kind of like, well, the marquee place is here, so that's where you're probably going to have a lot of traffic. And I honestly try to stay away from new states on – opening weekends uh, yeah, for, sure. for the most part just because man you're just gonna have so much uh you know so much traffic in there you know there's gonna be a bunch of people at a bunch of different gates and there's nothing worse than you know getting in the truck at midnight to get to a gate early at you know 4 a.m and you're going to indiana and you get to that gate that you were hoping to get to and someone's there and mm-hmm. it's like so that's why i kind of having a plan b c d you know in your you know, in your arsenal is so important, but, uh, but yeah, so it's just kind of like, there's a bunch of different tactics and then just looking at what looks good on good on a map and, you know, been to places that look great on a map topography wise has, you know, good, you know, you know, a lot of different, uh, habitat in it that it looks like it's turkey habitat. And I've also been in those kind of places and didn't find a trace of a turkey. So it's, it's just, uh, you know, a lot of just kind of grinding, riding around, and just kind of, you know, figuring it out, really, I would say, for the most part. Yeah, and going back, I know you said harvest reports. Like you was talking about looking at harvest report on which WMA's got the most turkeys. Well, a lot of people look at that and be like, that's where I need to hunt. Well, that might also be a WMA that's a 
100,000 acres, 80,000 acres. So really, if you look at the number of birds killed per acre, it's not that much. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure, for sure. And, you... too, it's like, you know, uh, different states, too. It's like that's one thing that I wish, like, a thing like Onyx would have better at because, you know, if you're going to a new state, you know, you really have to do a lot more digging into, you know, what are all the the different, you know, guidelines for that state because I've, you know – shown up the places that i thought looked great and i'm like oh here's this piece of public and then you realize it's it's oh it's draw hunt only and it's that's how florida that's how florida is man that's yeah it's just like like, you don't really know and but you can't play negligence you know and and go in there and do it so it's kind of like it's just kind of the learning curve of it man you're gonna make a lot lot not even just hunting wise like making mistakes on turkeys but you're gonna make mistakes in the traveling too and it's you know there's nothing worse then you know going someplace and then something like that happens and you're you know now you got to go back to the drawing board so is it really if you're really serious about kind of going state to state and doing this thing you really gotta put in a lot of you know work at the house on the computer and you know looking up a bunch of different all the different things that state resources have for that state and you know knowing what you're getting into and you know i got a composite notebook just full of stuff it's just jotted notes for each state and then kind of you know formulate a plan you know there you know and and that kind of thing so it's kind of great i've already been planning for next year and you know season i think what's today did the main end today i want to say yeah i think yeah either maine or michigan ended today yeah so it's maine already kind of whatever today was the last day everywhere i think it was maine so it's just like now i'm you know already planning for next year and it's kind of you know, it's the fun part about it, though, because, you know, it's a it's a hard goal to try to do the whole 49 thing. And it's becoming a more popular thing. And, you know, I, I wish I would have started doing this a lot when I was in college or something like that, where, you know, I had the least amount of responsibilities. You know, now I got a job, you know, a full time job you got to do. And then you got, you know, a wife at the house. And so there's a lot uh there's a lot of those, you know, factors that come in now, the older you get. And, you know, I see, I got a bunch of, you know, buddies that I've met through turkey hunting that are doing the same thing, but, you know, they're fresh out of college. And I'm like, man, if I could go back to, you know, 20, 21 year old Gary, you know, and how, how much further along I could be in this thing. Well, but it, it's okay though. Cause I mean, look at it like this, you know, I hear people say that, but come on, like, it, I don't know how you was at 21, but I wouldn't have been nowhere near the level of like just soaking things in and like, I mean, totally. it definitely helps you, but I, I like it in our, you know, close to your thirties. I found that that's when I really got into turkey hunting. Cause you know, like you mentioned, you know, that's the great thing about service side and I'm going to hook you up, man. We're going to, we're going to hook you up with a membership here because we actually facilitate that. So we have members in all 50 States and I go to different mm-hmm. States all the time and you kind of network with them, like you said, and you know, we, we chat through service side, you get to know each other. Um, I had a guy come down and finish his grand slam and I take everyone to public land. I usually get quota permits. So I'll take a guess. Grant was going to slip down here, um, but we're going to make it happen next year instead. But uh, come down at night and I'll put you on some birds, man. We'll hunt public the first couple days. And I like to do that to humble every turkey hunter. If we get yep. one, you're a rock star. If we don't, then we'll just go over to our private land. We have a bunch of orange groves. So, uh, we have turkey plots out there specifically for turkey. We don't, we don't have deer or anything out there. So, um, we'll, we'll definitely have to, to hook you up and, and take some of that guesswork out. Hey man, don't tell me twice. <laughs> yeah. And like you were saying too, um, I think you hit on the big things and chasing states and all that networking's the name of the game. I know yep. my buddy Jason Hart was nomad who got done with this 49 year before last. That's all he preaches is network, network, network. It's what you got to do to That's make new key, people. Man. That's the key. You know, I, I actually didn't even have, before we started buying property down here, I would tell people about service side. I'd get to know a couple members. Next thing I know, I'm taking them to public. They're taking me to private. I never even hunted private. Then it kind of encouraged me to buy properties um, and then, you know, recently to put food plots on them for the, specifically for the turkey populations. And then talking to people like Grant and you and, um, you know, Hunter and, and Dave, you know, you guys are, you know, I've heard on multiple podcasts you guys have done that, you know, talking about being able to give back. Um, so it's literally was as easy as calling FWC down here and saying, hey, you know, we have private land, we have multiple flocks. Do you want to come and do some studies? 
Um, so it, it definitely, you know, you can you can really take it to a, a whole whole bunch of different levels too when you are hunting other states. You know, if you do dive into it and kind of see what kind of conservation programs they have, I know that goes a long way. I've met people on military bases just going and volunteering to help them. Um, you meet them on military bases, and next thing you know, they're like, oh, yeah, if you enter – enter this in like a quota permit you can come hunt here on these three days and i'm like oh really and you never would have saw that online or anything yeah that is something so hunter uh let's i mean uh <laughs> hunter um uh gary so what kind of crazy encounters um have you you know especially i guess let's narrow it down to this year i know you said the last three years you've been you've been on the road is there is there any crazy like stories or experience you you'd want to share with us yeah man actually the last day of season i had a really uh insane experience so i was in idaho and uh on some uh public land in this mountain uh i, I can't remember the the area but uh just say north idaho and uh man i i had uh just kind of done some research and uh it looked good and Little did I know, I get there to the spot. Uh, I was coming from Montana. I had about a six-hour drive from where I was from. So I got there with like an hour of daylight. And so I was like, well, I'm going to just get up on this high, high part of this mountain, just listen, see if I can hear one, and then at least have some kind of game plan in the morning. Well, uh, I ended up roosting one. And uh, he was, no, no kidding, he was less than 100 yards from my, from my vehicle on this mountain. And uh, – so I was like, okay, I got a game plan. Well, I get out the truck uh, when when I got there, and I saw a bunch of moose scat, and I was just like, okay. I was like, this is the first time, you know, I kind of been to a state where I was like, okay, we're in the wild now. You know, like down <laughs> down in the south, you know, you got to worry about, you know, pretty much, you know, just make sure you don't sit, you know, around a copperhead or a cottonmouth right. or, or whatever it is, you know, growing up down in the south, you always just make sure you know before you sit on a tree you got to kind of see what's down around that tree and so it kind of can make you feel sort of invincible out uh out there until you kind of get to a place where you're like oh well like there is stuff in in some parts of this country that like will actually kill you if you don't you know (laughs) play your cards right so so i see this moose stuff and i start uh you know the pessimism in me starts kind of looking up okay uh what to do if you encounter a moose and that sort of thing. So uh, I guess I just willed it into existence because the next morning I made a game plan, got above that turkey. Uh, I saw where he had pitched from and uh, the area and then, you know, started getting on getting on my maps and seeing, you know, where he pitched from. And there was kind of this, like, this flat that was up on the top of this mountain. And so I was like, that's where he pitched from. And, like, I just don't feel like he's going to pitch downhill, you know, unless he – I mean, I really didn't know. It is his educated guess. And so I just got to where I had a tree canopy in between me and him so so he couldn't see me come in, and I kind of went around the other side of this uh, – other side of the mountain to get up in there because I didn't want to walk in, you know, under him or whatever in the morning. And uh, so I literally am setting up, and, and I'm, I'm probably about 100 yards from him, up, up above him, and – all of a sudden, at my 3 o'clock, I hear something, you know, causing some racket uh, right over this lip uh, on uh, up on this hill with me. And uh, so look to my left, and here it comes, and it's a, it's a uh, big old cow moose at about 20 yards. And uh, so I was like, okay, uh, let's just hopefully this thing skirts me and, you know, either goes above me or goes down or whatever. Because, like, at this point, I just, like – Man, I'm so close to this thing right now. Like, I don't know if if I get up right now and try to like shoot off. I don't know if it's gonna tag me. I've heard that moose kill more, you know, people than bears do every year. And also too, it's like, you know, they're kind of docile creatures. But you know, if you have a, a cow moose and she's got a youngin with her, you know, she's ready to fight. And so I was just when I saw her, I was just like, hopefully she ain't got a young one with her or something. And uh, so, anyways, he doesn't go left or right. He comes straight to me or she comes straight to me, and this thing is broadside two feet in front of me, and it starts sniffing up in the air like a, a you know, a white-tailed wood trying to get the scent of me, and then all of a sudden, 
this this moose's nose is literally in my gun barrel, like just like just sniffing. Don't know what I am or whatever, and all of a sudden it smells something because I, I guess I, I shot a turkey the day before in Montana, and so probably that gun barrel, you know, smelled like, you know, still smelled like there were some pellets in there, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, she kind of she kind of picks her head up and just kind of eases off, but. I'd never been that close to, you know, a wild animal like that. And I don't know, it was crazy because, I mean, this thing's a yard from me, and I felt like if I would have moved or anything started, it, this thing was going to beat me down. And uh, so that was how I ended my season. And uh, I did that turkey, it ended up pitching down, uh, down the hill, did the opposite of what I thought. But uh, it was definitely enough excitement uh, for me. And uh, I think kind of now if I ever do like a – a west run again like that about there in the mountains like that i'll I'll probably take someone with me or that because you know hindsight i, I was i was kind of in a really remote place and man i hadn't seen a vehicle in a long t- like pretty much the whole time i was there i was the only vehicle that was in the area and so who knows how if something would have happened how long i'd have been up there and before anyone would have found me or anything like that but uh so negligence played in that and that was kind of a it's kind of a crazy thing. I mean, ended up, thank God, nothing happened, but it was definitely enough excitement uh, for any person. And I feel like I willed it into existence when I started, you know, looking up stuff about it. And here it is, this moose, you know, that, you know, was literally a, two feet away from me. Gosh, that's crazy, man. I, I, don't, I don't even know what I would have. I've had bears get right up on me before turkey hunting. And luckily they, once they realized what I was, they took off. But even that was, I was like, Ooh, I got to, stop doing some of this my my girl actually made me get a satellite phone this year she's like you gotta you gotta get a satellite phone she's like you can't go eight ten hours without service i'm like yeah i got a kid on the way so i'm like i guess it's time (laughs) yeah that's probably not a bad idea for real yeah it's like the stories you make turkey hunting when you're by yourself out west in the swamp some things people would never believe it's where i hunt over here in georgia once you cross the river there's no service pretty much until you get back so I just hope nothing happens to you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a scary part, but man, those are some of the best times, I tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a story like I'll have forever. Uh, and so it, it was, uh, I mean, hindsight was a kind of a cool experience, you know, being that close, but it could have been a not cool experience, you know, if something was to happen. But uh, yeah, that was the craziest thing, you know, wildlife wise for me, but the crazy. More crazy, the, the most of the crazy stuff comes from people. Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, especially hunting public land and, you know, whether it's, you know, I had a guy walk in on me on in Montana, uh, and I was sitting to a bird and bird before you or not, I've been like, oh, whatever. It's plenty of birds, man. You just got sometimes you just got to dig a little deeper, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just the courtesy. If that guy would have been, I mean, the spot I was on was. You know, it was only about a 150-acre spot of state land that I'd found. And, uh, you know, if I'd have, if I'd have pulled up there and that tr- a truck was at the gate, I'd have just gone somewhere else. Yeah, just you know, that- go, like you said, plan A, B, C, and D. When someone comes yeah. down here, we've got a rainy day plan. We've got a – we've tagged out the first day plan. We got a – we ain't tagging out till the last day plan, which was this year. I mean, if you don't have multiple plans – I mean, you're for one, you're gonna stress yourself out, and for two, I mean, you, it's a lot easier to respect someone when you're like, oh, I'll just go to Plan B down the road a little bit, and normally it works out when you when you go to one of the other plans, you know, a lot of the time. Yeah. I think you've uh, got the whole traveling turkey hunter truck set up now. I guess maybe going to what you discovered is an essential when traveling that some people may not think about, or just the essentials yeah. in general that people need on the road. Yeah, man, uh, I kind of got a cool little rig. It's pretty a pretty inexpensive uh, way to do things. I mean, y'all know how it is. If you're planning on hunting a lot of states, you know, the, the, all the, especially now with the gas prices, mm-hmm. are, or in my case, diesel prices. And so it's like you got, you know, I got a, a little GMC uh, Canyon diesel Duramax. And uh, so it gets a good miles to the gallon, but now, you know, now that diesel's daggone six dollars a gallon, you know, you're spending a lot in gas and you know, the the uh the license, you know, depending on the states get expensive, especially if you're trying to tackle a few, like you're liable to spend, you know, if you spend a lot of your spring traveling to different states, you're liable to spend, you know, three, four thousand dollars, you know, a year just to turkey hunt. And so 
you know, I try to keep it kind of just expenses low and, you know, bring a cooler. And I got a, I got a camper shell on the back of my, on, on the back of my truck and found this little, uh, found this little uh, twin mattress that pad that kind of fits perfectly into my tailgate or into my truck. And uh, just kind of a, uh, I got a portable battery that I think, I think they're called, uh, man, I wish I, I can't remember what the name is, but uh, just a portable battery that you can charge up your phone, you know, up to 20 times. Uh, Cause you just never know when you're going to get power again. And, you know, you don't want to, you know, just keep your truck idled and then something happened you get, you get a battery dead and you're in some remote piece of public land and you know with no phone service you kind of be kind of screwed so uh but uh yeah i mean essentially you know i would just say uh you know obviously get all your stuff like your your uh depending on where you're hunting you know if it's tick heavy or whatever and you know making sure you got your permethrin and your, your d or whatever you know you're using uh but I mean, I travel light when I go because I'm not trying to, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not. My goal it really isn't to be comfortable. It's just to be able to hunt and be as, you know, mobile as I can be. And so I don't get hotel rooms or anything like that. I just sleep in the truck and get some poor man showers. You know, whether that's you know get a couple of, you know, gallon water jugs or whatever, and just you know get a, you know, get some shampoo, wash your hair real quick, or get some body wipes or whatever. You know. I ain't got no one to impress when I'm out there. So if I stink, it's just, you know, I got to deal with it and I don't mind it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much essentials and just some good hiking boots. And, uh, I try to, you know, just take non-perishable kind of items to eat, uh, big peanut butter and honey guy. So it's like, I'm eating a lot of peanut butter and honey sandwiches. And then also to just so if my, you know, don't have to always get ice every day unless I got, you know, a turkey already in the cooler. So it's just like uh, doing that, you know, just protein bars, whatever, whatever you're drinking and just make sure you stay hydrated. And I mean, um, I've, I've been using a camelback. I got a kind of, you know, rigged up one to put in my, my turkey vest so I could just go kind of all day and not have to worry about, you know, getting hydrated all the time and carrying a bunch of water bottles with me. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. And, you know, obviously just some camo and, some, and uh, you know, some shells and, and a gun and just get out there. Nice. I got a little bougie this year myself just because I've been putting a lot of people on birds, so I kind of got to, like, put the gun against the tree, you know, I didn't have to be all ready. So I got a little bougie this year and got me one of them little loungers. So that, that's been added to my, my essentials. It clips right onto my turkey vest and I take it just, you know, lazy, but yeah. just so comfortable, man. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely like, uh, it, it depends on how I'm hunting or whatever. It's like, when, I, when I'm on a out of state trip, you know, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't, not i'm not against it but i don't like really hunt the decoys and so it's kind of like and i i've been shooting a 410 and so it's just kind of like i run just like really light because i'm i'm going in every day planning on it's like okay i could be walking you know 10 12 miles maybe more and so it's like in any way i can just pack the lightest i can and and just kind of like not have you know anything and like i said like you know different strokes for different folks like i'm kind of like i'm not too worried about being comfortable uh when i'm out there it's just like man i'm just trying to get it done and uh so but if i'm if i'm in a home state posted up in on a you know trying to hunt some field turkeys and i'm taking my wife or a a new buddy or something like that to try to kill a turkey it's like man i'll bring out a chair too i ain't above it and i'll i'll sit there all day especially if we're gonna be you know making a bond or making a setup and we're just gonna know hey they're you know they're coming to roost this way or whatever being in the area and we're going to sit tight all day. Yeah. I'm definitely, you know, trying to get comfortable. Yeah, no, for sure, man. And, and that's probably why I've been, I've been so into it this year is because I've been that, you know, the guy behind the camera and the guy doing the call and putting someone on a bird. So I got the big, big time relax. I didn't get to hunt much myself. I, I had a mishap myself this year. It's pretty embarrassing, but Missed a bird. It's my second bird I missed, but man, that one hurt the worst. It was real, real big bird, public land, beard literally dragging the ground. Had my father-in-law with me. He was like freaking out. He's like, that's the biggest turkey I've ever seen. And it was coming in Osceola. I was, 
started counting my counting my eggs before uh before they were uh hatched there because I uh ended up shooting it thinking about how awesome it'd be to kill this turkey and and didn't get it done he flew up in the air and he's like shoot him again I was so stunned that I missed I couldn't even shoot him in the air and I just let him keep going and and luckily he showed up on the camera not too long ago so he did make it through season so maybe I'll get another shot this year yeah no doubt I mean dude you're gonna you're gonna miss some man oh it's yeah a, for sure part of it and it, I mean it's kind of almost like a cliche thing to say at this point but you know they say it's like man if you ain't missed one you ain't hunted long enough yeah that's so what they like and there's you know sometimes there's no I mean shoot I missed one this year too uh I'm 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 due for a you know at least a miss every other year it seems like and so and same thing when I when it happened to me it was just like you can't believe it happened it's just like <laughs> oh, I thought I had this in the bag and same kind of ordeal counting my eggs where they hatched and didn't work out it was yeah, uh, that's just, how it is man yeah about make you sick oh it it I was up for three days and my and my girl and everyone said that I mean I've been hunting my whole life everyone's always said that I'm like well I've just been on that luckier side when it comes to turkeys I've taken crazy shots I've taken yeah. far shots I mean and I'm just like I guess you get a little bit I wouldn't say cocky but your confidence is really really high which it should be and you know when you're turkey hunting I think but also it was it was very humbling and I was like wow maybe next time I should control my breathing a little more and you know we had just hiked in I was surprised he even gobbled he gobbled I had seconds to sit down I threw myself down and just wasn't still out of breath you know from from getting that deep in there and you know we were trudging through water so that you know wearing heavy heavy mud boots I mean you know how it is I mean your your state ain't too much different than Florida so same with Grant in South Carolina they just muddy swamp nasty when you get back in there I was so out of breath and I tell you what, now I uh, I patterned my shotgun a little bit more, and uh, I was definitely up for three days after that. Like, how did I even miss that? And it just came down to rushing, really. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean it. It like I said, it happens, man. It's just like it's it's inevitable. It's gonna happen to everybody. Uh, I don't know. I've been uh, like I said, I've been hunting with this 410, and it's a single shot little 410. It's that Stephen 301, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of helped me. You know, just make sure it's like, you know, I, I, I'm knock on wood. I haven't missed a turkey with this gun this year. And I, you know, besides one turkey of the, I guess the 10 I killed this year, it's like uh, that, you know, I've shot them all with this 410. And it, it kind of, it kind of keeps me, you know, a little more, you know, keeps my head on a swivel to where it's like, okay, like I got to make sure I get a clear shot. You know, there might be, I might have one hang up at 50. And if I had, you know, 12 gauge with tungsten in it you know i could probably feel confident enough to pull it and 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 shoot him but this has kind of made it to where it's like man like i gotta make sure he's within 40 uh before i pull the shot and i don't have a cleanup shot so i gotta make sure that you know i'm hitting it plus i mean they're a lot lighter i mean is that is that kind of why you transitioned to that was just with all the being so mobile and going so deep you're just trying to loosen up the weight or you just wanted it to just make it more a little bit more of a challenge and no, it definitely wasn't the more challenge because turkeys are hard enough to kill. Uh, honestly, what happened was uh, I was trying to get my wife into it, and I knew if I took her out with, uh, you know, uh, an 870 out there with a turkey choke in it and, and you know, uh, uh, a 7 or 9 shot, whatever, you know, tungsten load, it's going to shoot her arm off. Oh, for sure. She probably never want to go again. So uh, I was like, okay, well, this – you know, Stevens has this 301 that's like 200 bucks to put a red dot on it. You know, goodness, like I can have that for her. Well, then I just started toting it, and then I was like, good night. I was like, this thing's so light. I, it weighs like two pounds, and I can just go all day. And it's like you don't really think of how much like a six-pound shotgun compared to like a two- or three-pound shotgun, you know, makes a difference after, you know, you're walking so long. So uh, uh, I kind of just started – carrying it and i just like how light it is and it's you know you can kind of i feel like you can kind of move a little bit more with it because it's you know i i i, I want to move this i want to get a 20 gauge but i haven't gotten one yet and uh this was kind of like okay well i got this let me just work with this and i just really like i really like using it this is really light and uh i've gotten a little more confident with it but what i do like about it is it like the way I like to hunt, too, is, is like, I mean, like most turkey hunters in the South, I mean, 
we we'll all take them any way we want to, but it's you know we all love killing them in the hardwoods and bringing them to the oh, yeah. feed and you know seeing them come in like that and you know them doing the dance and getting it within thirty steps of you and you know have those perfect hunts and I just love getting close and that this kind of keeps me you know keeps me on my toes a little bit more to make sure that okay like. I got to make sure to make, instead of wounding this turkey, for this to be lethal, I, he's got to be a little closer. And so that's the way I like hunting them anyways. And uh, so, yeah, the, the transition wasn't, definitely wasn't to make it harder. Uh, it was kind of <laughs> just accidental. Uh, I, I got it for my wife, and then I just started toting it. And I was like, I kind of like this thing. I still got buddies who make fun of me, too. They're like, you know, when are you going to grow up and get a grown man gun or oh, whatever? But I'm a small time, guy anyway, so, like, Probably what a 12 gauge looks on y'all, 410 probably is like pretty scaled the same way. <laughs> I uh, use a 20 gauge and I'm 6'5, about 250 pounds, so pretty big guy. And I, I hear it all the time and I'm like, well, let's talk at the end of the season and, uh, you know, then we can we can decide who's going to get picked on here with your uh, 870 and my little 20 gauge. I, I bought a 20 gauge just because it was cheap and it was on sale. We have gun shows here all the time. And when I saw it, Started talking to a guy about it and was really liked it. As soon as I held it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this thing is so freaking light. I can hold it with, like, two fingers. And I was like, this yep. is what I'm going with. And that's what I did. And I take it in the swamp. I get it disgusting. I mean, I, I got to clean it all the time. And I tell you what, I don't have no hard feelings because I'm like, the gun was so cheap. It's already put down a ton of birds. It's only missed a few. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep rocking it. Yeah, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix no, it. That's going to happen. You know, I, I kind of am, too. It's like, I don't. I haven't really – I'm not a gadget guy. Like, I run a pretty lean from from calling aspects to, you know, I like what I like, and it's kind of like I, I'm not the guy like, I'm not a gear guy. It's like, oh, dude, I got to get this thing or whatever. It's kind of like I got my my trusty. I got my, you know, the box call pads is size 16, and, you know, I like, you know, certain, certain diaphragms uh, that I like that I always just go to and – uh uh, one thing I, I, I do want to get better at is I've never really run a slate call. I've always just been mouth call, and it's kind of strike strike with the box call, get get one or whatever, shot gobble, and then hopefully kind of like telegraph where they're at and get into a position where I can get and figure out where they're going to be, and then just the light calling on a you know on a yelper to, to bring them to bring them the distance is really kind of how I do it, and I, I got a lot of buddies who carry you know. A lot of different, a lot of different stuff, and uh, you know, it's each its own kind of deal. But I kind of chalk it up to man, if I can't, if I can't hit them with a crow call or a mouth owl hoot, or you know, get them to strike at the box or the or the, the diaphragm, I'm just like, man, they just probably ain't gonna do it today. And maybe that's the wrong way of looking at things, but that's just kind of how you know I've done it. And but I want to get better at running a slate, and I don't, I don't even carry one in my vest, but I started to this year. Uh, and I, I kind of just like haven't really run one, and I I just kind of like am under the preconceived notion like I don't like trying things until I I get good at it, and so I would hate to use it in the field and then you know botch something up because I was using it and didn't run it as properly as I want to. Oh yeah, for sure. Calling is just something, and going back to calling and set up and everything. If you ain't confident in it, you're gonna be sitting there questioning yourself the whole time: Am I doing this right or not? Totally. And that's, I mean, that's the key is just being confident in what you're, you know, what, what you know uh, and what you think is going to happen. And I mean, and most of the time, you know, nine or 10 times it don't happen how, you know, you want it to happen, but it's just kind of like just learning kind of as you go. And, you know, I don't, I don't emphasize the calling uh, a lot. I think a lot of people get, you know, transfixed on, man, you gotta, you know, you gotta sound like Dave Owens to kill a turkey and, no, and granted, like I'd love to sound like Dave because he sounds like a damn real turkey. So it's like, but at the same time, it's it's all about the setup and and where where turkeys want to be and 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 learning woodsmanship. And that's you know that's ninety percent of it. I'd say the calling aspect is that last ten that can be crucial at times. Yeah, for sure. I mean too. I mean depending on what state you're in, like here in Florida. Everyone that comes down thinks they're going to come and start calling and carrying on. I'm like, sometimes, sometimes that first week you can do that. Sometimes they get real hot and you can call them. But you give it after that second week, 
The only time they're talking is in the roost. And once they hit the ground, you ain't hearing nothing. And if you do yeah. hear one in the middle of the day, man, you better go buy a lottery ticket as soon as you get that bird because, you know, yeah. you're you're a lucky man. They they don't call here. And it's just that's always how it's been, at least where I hunt. They, they do not call. I've literally called and watched birds turn around and walk away. I mean, it's yeah. that you got to be on that cadence. You got to do it the exact way they do it. A lot of the times I'll go before season. I'll just sit there for eight hours listening to birds talking and, and, and purring and stuff. And uh, on our private land, I'll do that too. I'll go sit in the field and listen to them. And, man, the difference from a bird in one spot and then you drive three miles down the road to some public land, the, the difference in them, it's, it's just it's unreal here. So I've never been a big big call guy. When people ask what kind of calls and stuff I'm using, I'm like, usually a call a friend gave me or – you know, uh, Christie's uh, family owns a call company. They'll hook me up with some. I'm like, usually those because they were given to me. But really, yeah. I'm not loyal to any specific one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's all about, you know, just the learning curve, too. I mean, you know, paying attention to turkey vocabulary is important. And it's kind of like, I mean, just reading the woods, you know, like I, I'm not a big aggressive call caller. Uh I don't get really aggressive until I feel like it's it's necessary. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where I think it's just spend time afield and you start kind of learning, you know, what tactics to take. But, it's you know, you can go on a bluebird day sometimes and say the whole woods are quiet. You're not hearing the songbirds. You know, there's the there's yeah. a regimen of how the, you know, the morning goes in the south. You know, it, you know, it starts and then you start hearing, you know, the hoot owls that are going off, you know, right before daylight, then the whippoorwill starts and then the cardinal starts. And then it's like, and there's some days you're like, man, it should be, it's pretty. And for some reason, no birds are talking and of any kind, not just talking about birds. You're like, okay, this isn't in the day to just trance around the woods and just rip box calls and educate, you know, right. these birds. Cause, it, Cause it's the same thing. It's like these birds, they're with the same turkeys, you know, every day for their whole life. You know, in the same right, right. So you're around the same 20 people your whole life. Like, I don't have to see you to know who I'm talking to. Right. You know, I know what you sound like. So that's a good when, analogy. And, there. and gets mouthy, and it's like you really got, you know, I feel like a couple chances to really kind of get one, you know, fired up. Because once you start, you know, going to the same spot and just walking around and hitting, you know, going to public, I mean, especially on public land, it's like, 95 percent of people they get out of the truck they hit something at the truck or they stay on the path that everyone and their mom has walked and it's like i i felt like you got to get off that kind of path and and kind of you know i've had that happen a couple times and you know this year on public land like i was where i was hunting in indiana and louisiana was like pretty you know uh pretty hard hit public land but uh you know, striking birds midday, you know, when no one else is out there and it's, you know, wasn't anywhere close to the path. It was probably that turkey's, you know, felt like, oh, this is where a turkey would be, so I'm going to respond. So it, it's just like learning those kind of things, and that's not, you know, it's not something you can read about and you're like, okay, I got it. you got to go experience, you know, getting your teeth kicked in, you know, a bunch of times before, like, you start kind of learning those kind of aspects of how the game the game works and it's just a turkey hunting in the end of the day it's just a war of attrition and it's like the more you get out there the more you learn just you know just retaining that knowledge and you got to get you know reminded every year because i feel like i go into every season like man i, I don't have what it takes to call a turkey to the bead or whatever and then it's kind of like as the season starts going you know you have a couple great hunts you kind of get into a rhythm and then by the end of it you're feeling pretty confident and then you get on a roll and then you have, you know, a mishap happen and it brings you right back to square one. And you're like, okay, like I, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. So it's, that's, that's just turkey on. And I think that's the addictive factor of it is because it's so every day is a different day and the, the season's short. And so you got to get out there and experience it because that one day that you missed because, you know, you were tired or you just needed a break. That could have been the day that it happened. So it's like, that's why you got to get out there and go. Well, I mean, you're getting it done, man. I mean, what would you say, 10 birds this year? Yeah, I, w I was fortunate, man. I mean, Ooh, like man, I said, blessed. You know, it's not that I'm a great turkey hunter. It's just I get to go a whole lot. Hey, take the, take the win, man. You, you did great, yeah. dude. I mean, getting out to that many states, it's 
it's it's great and you know what like you said you're gonna have those times where you're gonna get shut down but i mean that's why we all love turkey hunting it's situational woodsmanship sometimes you get lucky and then other times you you know i had a bird at freaking 30 40 yards on this like you know like how does that even happen but then you can literally call one from a hen and you're like oh man i'm the best turkey hunter alive (laughs) so yeah no it's it's it's, uh it's it's crazy man we just gotta you know now that we're in the off season and you know we all know you know the state of what you know the turkeys are in america right now and it's kind of like now it's just okay now that this the part that we love so much it's like now we got to make sure that part we love so much is we got to make sure we're you know maintaining that uh for future you know seasons to come and you know a lot of state me and grant were talking about you know tennessee before we got on the phone uh it's kind of like you know state agencies are really going to start i feel like across the board are going to start swinging the bat to try to just figure out something that can like get the populations kind of trending a little more up and uh and stuff like that so it's I'm, I'm not one of those doomsdayers i don't think it's you know it's as bad as a lot of people want to make it out to be but at the same time i think it's good that everyone's kind of cognizant of like what we're facing you know you know we could be two or three bad hatches away from a serious problem yeah. so it's like just making sure we're going out there doing our part if we're going to take from the resource we gotta make sure you know we're giving to the resource as well and so just i'm not i mean like i said it's I'm, I'm kind of getting to that point too now. And, you know, especially I, it's kind of sounds like an oxymoron cause I'm out here, you know, traveling to state by state and, you know, trying to, you know, kill one in every state. But at the same time, I feel like a part of me is like, especially in my home state, it's kind of like, Hey, I, I can give them a break a little bit every now and then. Like I, I just enjoy being out there and hearing them. And so I just want to make sure when I go out in the woods, I hear a turkey more so than, you know, have to kill a turkey uh, now, uh, especially in, in Tennessee where we're having a lot of problems and it's a hard hit state. So it's kind of uh, one of these things we're kind of adapted to learning and we're just going to, you know, figure it out as we go. And I think hopefully as the turkey hunt community, I feel like across the board, everyone's kind of, you know, realized that there is a problem. And uh, so it's kind of like, okay, now that we've realized it, it's like, now we're on board with that. How do we fix this problem? And we just all got to come together and stop being so divisive on all the crap that's, you know, you know how different people choose to hunt them or or whatever it's like you know you and i might hunt them a different way and that's okay like i it's not i'm right or you're right it's not any of that it's just like we just gotta make sure that we're on the same page on the conservation aspect and how we can you know help protect you know this bird i mean yeah it's like you said um go ahead no no go ahead brother well i'm gonna say like now I'm at a terrible year in South Carolina for hearing goblin. Nothing like I'm used to. My public spots I can always count to. I didn't hear a bird this year. And the last morning of the season, they were, I heard five or six or maybe seven for one spot. And I was just sitting there like, man, this is awesome. I'm glad we still have some in this spot. And they're goblin. That's good on the last day. It's just sit back and enjoy it for a minute before you get up and go after them. Yeah, man, it's, it is. It's, um, you know, so, I mean, we're all seeing, you know, the trend on all these places and, you know, especially on public land, and and so that's the uh, that's the hard part is you know as the t- sport gets more popular, you know, the you know it increases on the amount of turkeys that are killed and that are messed with, and so you know there could be you know a whole lot more turkeys out there. There just might not be gobbling as much, you know, because they maybe they're call shy, you know, a little more. They got so much pressure, you know. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it that we don't know, but it's cool to see like guys like Dr. Chamberlain and Dr. Goldsby and like all these different biologists that are in there in the trenches trying to kind of figure out, you know, how do we kind of go about, you know, you know, making, you know, the different, you know, efforts to try to, you know, kind of fix this. And, you know, we're kind of in this learning, you know, curve of it right now and just they're, you know, acquiring data and that sort of thing. And the more we know, the more, you know, we'll be ready to prepare to, you know, do what we got to do to protect them. You know, yeah, like you said, all the unanswered questions there is and just educating new turkey hunters like, listen, like it's we're not near the boat we used to be in a long time ago. Just to be a true conservationist and watch what you do and the way you talk to new hunters and everything and try to educate people and help them along. Yeah, I just I mean, I just the one thing I just would if I could tell a new hunter anything it's like, dude, it's just not about the killing. It's just like. Man, you go out there and you hear goblin turkeys, like, there's nothing like that. You get out on a cool spring morning and, 
you know, can get after them. Like, I mean, it's religious. And so it's just like, you know, and it's so important, you know, when you're recruiting new hunters into it, like what they're learning and what they're seeing, like, you know, there's some things out there that, you know, I don't really agree with, you know, but it's not, it's not up to me if they're doing their legal, you know, within the legal parameters, like they can do whatever, but it's like, you know, you know, learning turkey hunting uh, from, you know, just doing it the right way and, and, and that sort of thing and caring about the resource. Like if we can get that across before we go, you know, out and hunt them and it's just, you know, it just ain't about just killing birds. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I feel weird saying that after I had, you know, you know, it's like, well, what's this guy talking about, you know, killing, you know, he kills 10 turkeys this year and he's going to, you know, talk to me about, you know, what, you know, we should do about, you know, not killing as many turkeys. I don't really know. It's kind of a weird thing, but, Right now, we just kind of, kind of got to acquire that data and, and just kind of see, you know, what we can do out, you know, whether that's, you know, burning, to, you know, that habitat management, you know, put, you know, you know, catching predators and getting them off, and you know, in important times when they're hatching and bolts are running around, what we can do uh, to try to help them, you know, in those very, you know very delicate times i guess for for turkeys i mean but, that's what we that's what we're doing down here in, in florida i mean I, I know you guys are saying you're having a rough time i'm, I'm not even gonna lie uh I, you know I, we're not it florida is absolutely ridiculous with turkeys but you know what i think it is i think it's a lot of people are teaming up like with us we have conversations with the adjoining properties you know we we kind of know what the flocks look like um, we've been all very doing a lot better about like possum hunting and raccoon hunting because we kind of all kind of got out of that. Um, so we're doing better about that. Coyotes, hogs. Um, we don't have too much of a of a, a deer population here. So when it comes to like the food plots that we've put out, you know, really the hogs are the only thing in the rabbits you got to worry about getting. Um, you know, we don't have you know. So what we've been doing is we've been having um, we've been putting turkey food plots. Uh, in our travel corridors so that you know they're they're able to I, I think it's just to keep them less stressed out is kind of the way I look at it they don't feel like they have to cross the field to get you know to the big ag or anything like that um, so we've been putting more turkey plots we've been killing the heck out of some possums and raccoons but down yeah. here I ain't gonna lie to you man you got a better chance of hitting a turkey on the side of the road than you do a deer I don't think I've ever seen a dead deer on the side of the road here it's either a turkey or a hog just because there's so freaking many of them, but I mean, I need to move to Florida. Florida's ridiculous, yeah, man. I'm not gonna lie. I bring people down here, and they're like, "We have, we have two flocks of like 20 on on one of our properties." And uh, I tell people all the time, I'm like, "But they, even though there's so many of them, you they don't talk, they don't call a lot, so you don't get that full calling experience. Sometimes they call like crazy, but once they hit the ground, they usually stop. Um, down south on some of those big pots of land they will but yeah you guys come on down here i told grant to come uh i'll be more than happy to put you we'll do both we'll do private and public and we do have a big population of birds but i do know from talking to old heads it hasn't always been like that you know and it and like you said maybe we're two or three hatches away from it being a problem you you don't know how close you are unless you are looking at that data um but fwc has this program where you can call them out to your property and I guess they kind of tag turkeys and maybe they'll relocate some, do things like that. But they'll take volunteers. That was something I was talking about at the beginning. So, you know, not crazy. I'm busy too. I do like once or twice a year. I'll I'll go help them with some burns or, um, you know, uh, if they need to clear out some spots. Uh, they've, they've needed help with putting like mini plots on public land, um, you know, different things like that. So uh, there's always something, you know, even if it's small uh, in your state. But like you said, being conscious of that. Man, if, if you're if you're conscious of it and you're telling people and I mean your your license is going towards conservation, you know, you educating people right now on a podcast is going towards conservation. So it's not like yeah. you're just out there just slaying birds and you're like, Yeah, I just you know, I'm, that's all I'm doing is killing. Um, and you yeah. respect what turkey hunting's about. That's that's why we all do it. I, I tell you what, I'd much rather and I know this is crazy to say but I'd much rather have a bird coming in, he gets about 40 yards, and then something happens and he turns away. Because I guarantee you that moment's always 10 times better than him just coming out of nowhere, flying right out the roost, and you doing a textbook kill. Like having him come in and then second guess himself and then try to come in again, that those are just they're, they're just moments that you, you never forget. I'll, I'll forget a kill 
10 times quicker than I'll forget something like that. Oh yeah, man. I'm the same way. And so, yeah, it is, it's cool. It's a, it is cool to see. I think, you know, we're on the upward trend of like, you know, the, I guess the first thing would be, you know, okay. Everyone, everyone is kind of like come together. And it's like, okay, there's a problem. And it's like, we are, we're all coming together as a community and saying, okay, there, there is actually a problem. We're not debating that there's a problem anymore. And so that's the first part we got to get. It's like, okay, once everybody kind of gets on board and sees that, it's like, okay, well, what do we all need to do? And so, and that's one thing I wish state agencies would do a little bit better. It's like they have, you know, you kind of kind of go look to, to find, you know, what are some things that you can utilize in your state agencies and that sort of thing. Like you were talking about burns and stuff. Like, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, turkey hunting or having a piece of my own that my parents had to where it's like, hey, you know, come, you know, learn how to do a burn. But like, you know, I got it up through, you know, TWRA, which is where I live in Tennessee. You know, they had a burn. Uh, you know, they I got with the burn person of my county, called him up, and I was like, hey, like, I just want to learn more about this. It's like, when's the right time to do it and the different techniques you use and and the guy here that was over the burns in my county was like, yeah, dude, come on out. And uh, I got a burn here. Just meet me over here. And uh, and so, and, and the awesome guy, and, and you know, we, we got to make a relationship. And, you know, I went out there and helped with the burn. And it was it was cool to kind of, like, see that. And, like, there there's people in these state agencies ready and willing to, to do that. That's why they do it. And so we got to also stop looking at the game board and being like, hey, he's just a police officer or – whatever or he's you know we don't want them around like game wardens can be some of the biggest assets you know to you know to us you know especially if you're traveling to new states and stuff like that using you know the state resources you know if you're going to a new place and you have no idea you know where they're at like you can get in touch with game wardens and they can you know point you in the right direction at least you'll have some kind of you know some sort of frame of reference if you're going to a new state it's like okay maybe this is the area i should be in or maybe this is the area i shouldn't be in so there's like different things that you know state agencies have that we we need to you know you know we can take it upon ourselves to utilize a little more yeah for sure i think we're starting to get right in the hour maybe if you want to transition a little bit to talk about your tour and where people can find y'all and your um just social media and all your accounts stuff like that yeah, man. So we got our uh, our tour, uh, the country band contraband tour, and like I said, I play in this band called Muscadine Bloodline. Uh, we're a country band. It's duo out of. Uh, we're originally from Mobile, but we relocated to Tennessee about seven years ago, and uh, we're going to be pretty much kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah, you can find us anywhere. You know, any social media at Muscadine Bloodline, and then you know, website is you know MuscadineBloodline.com. All tour dates, merch, and all things Muscadine Bloodline you need to know will be there. So, uh, but yeah, we're excited to kind of get back on the road. We had our first weekend of the tour last weekend, and now, you know, we're going into the second week of the tour, and we'll pretty much be hard at it till about Christmas time. So, uh, nice. uh, looking forward to that and uh, getting out there, you know, seeing people and just uh, playing some music. It's going to be fun. You know, and I really appreciate you jumping on, Gary. I mean, I know we're at an hour. Man, we could sit here, between me, you, and Grant, we could sit here and, and we'd be out here like Hunter. We'd be writing some books and stuff on, on yeah. turkey hunting, I mean, vocally. But, um, you know, I definitely want to respect your time because I know how busy you are and, um, you know, you're on the road and stuff like that. But um, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. I'm definitely going to be coming to the concert. So we're going to meet. Let me buy you a beer whatever. I'm going to hook you up with a little bit of service-side stuff and – I told yeah. Grant, I'm going to set you up with a membership because you can utilize that networking um, to your advantage there. And, um, dude, it's I, I'm, I've been stuck on – tell you what, you, you know, one reason why I like your music, and this is just, you know, listening to you for the last few years, I've, I've – this is, you know, just, I guess, a fan. I tried not to group you all over you during this podcast, but, um, you know, I've always been a fan of your music. And one thing I like, it reminds me of growing up. You know, growing up, that's what we did on Christmas. We had – two guitar players, a, a banjo, a mandolin. We all sit there picking and a grinning. You know, I'm from Western Virginia originally. So, you know, every weekend or when we go to the campground or whatever, that's how we grew up in uh, your music. Um, you know, especially me on you. It Every time I hear that song, I'm literally like like air guitar and, you know, stomping my foot and, and, and trying to play along there because it just, it reminds me a lot of, of me growing up. And, 
country music's kind of transitioned away from that a lot. So it's it's nice to you know I'm putting you in there with the the children's group and and, and things like that. So I uh, you know keep yeah, well, on doing what you're doing, man, because I definitely love it. So. Well, I appreciate it, dude. And yeah, come out to the show anytime, man. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully we can link up uh, before the show or something. Like I said, uh, Grant, you can give him my number. Uh, yeah, I'll whatever, and whatever we need to do. And then Grant as well. You know, I look forward to seeing you when we in South Carolina. Well, I tell y'all what, I know you're probably all set for next year. Um, I got a pretty packed schedule, but maybe maybe if we do something on the fly next year or definitely the year after, we'll set something up. You guys, I got a couple spare rooms. We'll get you guys down here. You know, I got plenty of spots where we can split up, do our own thing, um, you know, hunt together. And then we, you know, we'll have the layup. We can go hunt the, the orange groves, um, you know, towards the end. But uh, we'll definitely set something up and, and get you guys down here and, and add to a little bit more. I'm excited about this big food plot I don't put in. I've I've never been much on food plots because that you know I hunt public land, but doing it for turkey, I almost feel like I'm doing something, doing my part over here. But uh, that's going to be very interesting to uh, see how that that transition to you know good good little layup right before we leave. We'll fill the coolers up. We just got two more birds, so we have four bird limit now. Um, so you know it's definitely it'll definitely be a good time for sure. Maybe maybe we'll get lucky. You can bust the guitar out real quick. Yeah, dude. You just let me know, man. We we can make it work. Cool. Well, Grant, did you have anything else? We'll wrap her up. Oh uh, no, I think that's everything. Well, Gary, I definitely appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, we'll get you on again and and have fun on your tour, and I'll definitely be seeing you. And I can't remember when you're when you're coming here. I think it's I, I have to look, but a couple months, I think. Right? might be i could be wrong because I, I don't have my calendar in front of me but i think it, it's sometime in like september i think i think it is i know it's not during hunting season because I, I looked it up so you're like right before we we open up i think we open up like the 18th or something um but i've got it marked so i'll definitely go ahead and get my tickets in and, and i'll see you there cool well sounds good guys well thank y'all for uh letting me come in and hop on talk turkey and y'all have a good rest of the week all right well you guys are listening to white tail theories podcast